airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC, which is a really good thing because we are going to throw the phone lines way open. So you like, want to do that? I'm minute, just playing. Just playing. I'm Wait, just, what? I'm just being funny, you know. When, okay. We throw okay. them wide open, man, you know. You never know what you're going to you get. Know, yeah, it's like Forrest as, as Gump. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. Um, but I feel <laughs> I feel like we owe it to our listeners. Yes, I, feel, I, agree. I feel like we have to open the phone lines because I agree. we've had some really intense conversation this week. I mean, really yeah. strong coming from you, Will. Like just a lot of, <laughs> you know, a lot of ranting and rah. I mean, you know. Rah, you know what I mean? It's, you know. Anyways. Um, and so, you know, whenever that happens, you don't usually let people get words in. And yeah. people want to get words in. Yeah, I have something and, to say. Okay. And that's fine. That's what we all bear with you. <laughs> if only this were the kind of conversation we really had, you know, like that's, you know, it's what anyway. it would make things like easier for me, <laughs> for me. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about for you, um, for me. Okay. Anyways. Um, all right, then let's, let us begin mm-hmm. with a quick recap of the week's shows and inviting our listeners to comment on anything we've talked about this week. Maybe you were listening. The reason we do these Fridays and the way we've kind of uh, begun to do them uh, with you being able to comment on anything we talked about during the week or if there's a current event or something going on and you want to ask us about it. I always say this. If I haven't heard about it, I'm going to tell you, oh, I haven't heard about that. Mm-hmm. Now, why am I telling you that? Because there is the belief that anyone behind a microphone is all knowing. <laughs> last i checked only nah. one <clears throat> only one and guess what doesn't need a microphone to be heard that's right um so i would just tell you oh no i haven't heard about that you know and if that's you know some people are like oh, you haven't heard about it then here's my response this is my my prepackaged response to everyone who is just like oh my goodness you you didn't know about it until you heard about it that's right right so so you got to give me a second and you know to yeah. get to where you are. Mm-hmm. And so we'll we'll comment on what we know. If we don't know, we won't comment on that. I just don't think that's wise. You it's know? not. It's not wise. And anyways, everybody knows. So 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 <laughs> we can do a recap, which is what I prefer. Um, or you can let us know about something that's going on in the culture and get our take on it. Some of it we can respond to in the moment. You know, it's just we have no need to think about these things to talk about. You know, some of these things mm-hmm. you automatically know. Mm-hmm. And then other things you go, I need to research that a little bit more. I don't right, know right. that I'm in a position to comment on that because I don't think I have a full picture. So anyway, um, the phone lines are open because some people are ready to go already. And then I'll start to talk about what we looked at this week. And then just to jog some people's memories who want to call in but couldn't remember what it is that they wanted to comment on. Okay. Uh, if you're not one of those people, the phone lines are open at 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. And um, Sherry B will get you queued up so you can mm-hmm. holler at uh, Will and I. And we're looking forward to that. In the meantime, I'll just remind you, on Monday, we started off the week 
um, with the uh, challenge to Christians who are black to use their privilege. Mm. Uh, this is a play on what is called privilege, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, the belief that privilege is limited to one particular skin color. Uh, we reject that. I think that privilege is um, everybody's to a certain extent um, at different times and in different places for, for different reasons. And it's God who gives it. Yeah. Um, if you look in the scriptures, you see the apostle Paul actually using his privilege as a Roman citizen yeah. to, um, to cry out about what his rights were at different times. Sometimes he did and sometimes he didn't. Yeah. And so the end and knowing when and how to use your privilege, each of us having it at different times for different reasons, ultimately for the glory of God, if we're submitted to him, um, th- Knowing when to use your privilege is something that you tap into because the Holy Spirit indwells you. So you know what you need to say, what you can say. God's given you ability to say things and do things in certain arenas mm-hmm. that other people can't say or do things. This is not foreign, guys. This is not something that we need to do, like contort ourselves over. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like in the modern context, we're just all like afraid of privilege. There are some people who have privileges in areas that other people do not have privilege. Why is this a problem? Why is this a problem? <laughs> like, I, don't you give your kids certain privileges and then others, they don't have the privilege and, and you decide that. So if God gives people privilege, right, in certain situations, in certain areas that you don't have, like, who are you to say to your maker? Oh, you didn't give me this privilege. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, n- not in this position, but I, I might wonder, what are you doing with what God has given you? Well, you, know, you know, when we talk about it here is like one group of people have all like have all the, all and that's the, the privilege. And, and that's the lie. Yeah, it is a lie because we know a lot of people with different uh, uh, paint jobs, like Brother Lonnie used to say. Yeah. That have privilege. It's in not, different areas. In different and areas. And it's not just limited to the color of their skin. Right. And this is what and we don't understand. So this is why, you know, you let you let the enemy pull your ticket. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's calling your number and you're just moving in the line. Like, <laughs> we got to stop that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, there are nurses who have privilege. Their kids have privilege that, you know, um, our kids do not because I am not a nurse. Okay. <laughs> so I probably will try things with, you know, our kids that some nurses' children will say, your mom did what? You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it's like, man. you know, their friends will be like, man, my mom would have never. Well, you know, you have privilege. And the crazy, the crazy part is I found that there's privilege by being in the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, when there's a need that arises, man, there are certain people within the body that's able to help out with those needs. And it's like it's a privilege to be a part of this, you know, fellowship, you know, that I, it, man, I, I don't see. It's just so crazy. When you really step back and you think about what is dividing us and what, you know, people are putting out there, especially for the Christian, man, to be in Christ is a privilege. Yeah, I think that's the highest privilege. Yes. I I think that that is that is it. You know what I mean? And but people don't want that. Uh, All right. I know the phone lines are are, are queued up. So let me just really quickly go through the rest of the, the days here. So on Tuesday, we did through life's filter looking at the Biden administration. Uh, where where are they going? What are they doing? What can we see on Wednesday? Equality versus equity. Just a breakdown of what this actually means that these terms, though they may be used interchangeably, they have totally different meanings and they should not be used interchangeably. That's right. The body of Christ needs to be aware and when appropriate push back on some of the terms as, as they're used. Right. And then yesterday, smokescreen, thy name is black. Um, mm-hmm. As we see mm-hmm. different philosophies infiltrating and attacking our children, certainly coming into the school context, Um, We need to understand that it's hiding behind um, these cries for, as they call it, racial justice and all of these things. But there is just one race. So I could understand them saying ethnic, 
justice and all whatever. And even that is a sham. Like it's not, it's not that it's all these other um, ideologies that are coming under the same umbrella mm. and you have to accept it because guilt. <laughs> Man. So, so boom, unfortunate. that, and that, which brings us back to dough. Right. <laughs> Friday. Here we are. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, the great, where should we go first? All right. Well, let's go to Charlie in Texas. Hi, Charlie. Hello, Texas girl. How are you doing today? Hey, hey, uh, who is this? No, yeah, that's that's right. I am a Texan. Right, and Will, not yes. to leave you out, you know, being right here in Port Arthur, Texas, uh, they tell us that there's enough transplanted Cajuns that's in, in this area that it's actually the capital <laughs> of Louisiana. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people from Louisiana don't like that joke. That's pretty <laughs> bold. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know it, it ain't real. Yeah, so, it was uh, a surprise to hear you uh, from Texas. Mickey, yes. I enjoyed that a lot, and how you kind of downplayed it a little bit, and then went back to, you know, well, you know, Louisiana roots, which I respect that, but uh, you know, Louisiana <laughs> is like a second home to me, you know, being so close to Texas. But what yeah. I wanted to say was, you know, I, I listen to y'all every day, and half since y'all came on there, and I was a little, uh, you know, disappointed at first because the program y'all replaced, uh, I really enjoyed. So I'm, you know, I kind of hate change, mm-hmm. I but uh, I am so so blessed that, uh, you know. Y'all came on the air and a blessing every day, and and uh, I'm not even really speaking what I called about, but uh, just what's in my heart is uh, I, I use a lot of the information that y'all give uh, to speak softly to to people that oppose me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, especially being a a white Christian male that I am, and working in construction, uh, being a welder all my life, and turned to QC and and getting in uh, you know positions of authority and and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking to people, uh, a lot of times what draws them in is knowing that I was raised in government housing, mm-hmm. one of only three white people, you know, white families in there, and and how I can relate, uh, but I can still be who I am, mm-hmm. and uh, and tell them that, you know, that there's a bigger lie out there, and we can't look at each other as me against you, mm-hmm. you know, it's not us against them. They're they're telling a lie that you're believing. We need to deal with each other right here and now as we are. You know, you react to how I deal with you. I react to how, uh, you know, you deal with me, and we need to love each other individually. And that's going to be mm-hmm. the start of any change that we're going to have. Yeah, Amen. no, that is so good, Charlie. Thank you so much for thank calling you, in and sharing Texas. that. One of the things that uh, I really appreciate about the way Charlie expressed how he's using the information, um, he said to speak softly to people who oppose him. Yeah. You know, and, and the Bible teaches us very clearly that this approach yeah. turns away wrath. Amen. Right. And, and, and speaking wise. softly does not mean that you speak with intimidation. It's, right. You're very certain right. about what you're certain of. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't mean that you have questions or you have doubts. It just means that you understand that the at the end of the day, the aim is to win people over. The gospel is still central. Mm. We still want to win people over. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe in some instances we've lost that. Now, I, I will say this, um, you know, with the people who are militant, you know, the Lord will lead you. He gives you wisdom. And but that's not everybody that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's right. not the average person that we're in um, communication with on a daily basis. And what is required is exactly what our brother Charlie just expressed. It is speaking softly to people who oppose us. And Amen. man, that's that's beautiful. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to TJ in Illinois. Hi, TJ. Hi. How are you? Doing good. Hello. Um, you were talking, uh, Will. Uh, one week about how we got to where we are. Mm-hmm. And if I can refer you to, I'm 68, mm-hmm. and 
raised in around Buffalo, New York. Okay. And back in the, the 67, 68 days, I was 15. I used to hang out at the University of Buffalo and all the anti-war stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, they had the SDS, which is Students for Democratic Society. Mm-hmm. And then the militant wing of that was the uh, Weathermen. Mm-hmm. The Weather Underground, underground. Yeah. yes. Right. So there's, they put out a manifesto. Uh, you probably were Bill Ayers and Bernadette Dorn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, which was Obama's mentors. Yeah. He was in That's college. Right. That's right. But they put out a manifesto in 1968, and uh, it's called You Don't Need a Weatherman. Uh, so... If you go to Google mm-hmm. and type in you don't need a weatherman dot PDF, and it's not the Bob Dylan one, but it's a 16-page manifesto, mm. and they were trying to overrun the United States mm-hmm. at that time with a mm-hmm. direct assault, mm-hmm. and they fomented the civil rights movement, the feminist movement, uh, when the Vietnam War was going on. I was being used because mm. LSD was legal for mm. years, and at 15, everybody I knew was doing it. We were all doing wow. LSD, which wow. later turned out to be a CIA project, a government project. Mm. So they were changing uh, this country then, mm. and uh, it didn't work. I guess it worked to a degree, mm-hmm. and then they started working their way into local government uh, education, mm-hmm. and it's been a slow progress over the years. But if you mm-hmm. read that manifesto, it will you will see very clearly wow. where we're at and why and how we got here. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Okay. Man, thank, thank you, you so TJ. much for for that, TJ. I, I just want to say there's something that um, stands out. Uh, to me and what you just said. Now, I'm I'm not aware of the connection um, with LSD and the movements that were popping off during that mm-hmm. time. But I will say this. As soon as you said that, a flag went up in my mind that around the time that we began to have these like noticeable declines, there is also a move that seems to be connected to it that wants to legalize substances that alter people's mm. state of mind. Wow. Now you yeah. guys think about where we are in the concert. Yeah. <laughs> okay, think about what's popping up on every corner right now. Yeah. All right. And I man, I don't know, that's just very jolting when mm. you think about it. Mm. All right, TJ, thank you for your call. Thank Aaron you. the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's, the Friday edition of Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We're so grateful to have you along Mm -hmm. um, as we recap the week and maybe toss in a few fresh stories to have us think about as we head into our weekend. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's KB with This Is Life. The phone lines, if you want to join the conversation, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. 
four zero. And before we go back to the phone lines, um, American Girl dolls mm-hmm. um, causing quite a stir as they have introduced uh, homosexuality to their doll line. And it's interesting because it's not in the doll per se, but it's in the story that is connected to the doll, which is what most girls who are into American Girl doll lines um, follow the stories. And if you're like our girls, you watch the movies and all of these things. Um, and, and so there's a whole <laughs> lot that's woven into the American Girl doll more so than just the $100 plus doll and all of her accessories and right, which right. can by the time you're done <laughs> <laughs> you've taken out another mortgage on your house just to, to get one and all the stuff she comes with but you know we were willing to kind of suffer through that most american families were uh because of the lessons that were taught and the history that was taught through these dolls well now american girl doll now owned by mattel has come out with a character her name is kira bailey um And she is the 2021 girl of the year. And the thing about Kira Bailey is that her backstory has her going to Australia to spend some time with her great aunts. So she goes to Australia to spend some time with her aunts who happen to be married. Mm -hmm. Mamie and Lynette are in a same sex marriage, according to the book. Um, And you have Kira who explains um, basically her aunt's situation, right? That, oh, you know, we have to work to change laws so that, you know, people like my aunts basically can be married. And so this is where American Girl Doll Line uh, has chosen to go. Um, taking a, it's, it's, look, if it's, it's for girls between like eight and 11, <clears throat> 42, like if, if <laughs> there are people <laughs> who um, are enjoying these doll lines and the stories and all of these things, you know, uh, why do we need, eight-year-olds, you know, coming face-to-face with a person's, you know, two aunts who are supposedly married. Right. And and then we're calling this good. And so, anyway, this is just another opportunity for people who, you know, once, I don't know, were into American Girl <laughs> dolls to decide if you want to continue on. It's right. tough, man. It's it's tough, and there's a bottleneck that's happening. Like, it's, you know, big squeeze, a, a, a narrow passageway. And increasingly, I think believers just have to make decisions that are consistent with how they're raising their children. So yeah, it's kind of like we kind of have to have our own little council culture. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I think mean, you personally, know, you, you know, know what I'm yeah, what I'm saying. It's yeah. like I'm not saying that American Girl doll needs to be shut down, but I'm saying I I you don't have to buy I, it. I'm not doing that. Exactly. Like why why do I you know? want to bring a storyline? into my family right. that is counter my values. Right. Why do I want to do that? Right. You know, I, I don't, don't is the answer. Right. So anyways, 888-589-8840. Let's go back to the phone lines on this Friday edition. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. Well, the great who she put through. All right, let's go to Katie in Mississippi. Hi, Katie. Hello. Um, I just have to say it is such an honor to talk to you guys and to listen to you guys. And I've got a 13-year-old girl and an 8-year-old boy and I make them, I make them listen to y'all every day. They're, you know, still not huge fans of talk radio. They'd rather, they'd rather listen to the music. Yes. I have to say, Mickey, my favorite thing is when you just get lit up and you get on a rant. And I think I love it because then my daughter knows I'm not the only one who rants over the absurdity of what's going on. And I'm, I'm sitting here listening to this American Girl doll story, which I had not mm. heard before, and. You know, I'm struggling with just not 
I feel like every day I'm having to say, okay, Lord, I know who wins. Mm -hmm. I know the end of the story because Mm -hmm. I'm just so burdened over what we are being just bombarded with Mm -hmm. right now. But um, that's actually not why I called. I called because earlier this week there was a story that flashed across my screen Mm -hmm. um, about Mike Lindell being on Newsmax and the talk show host storming off the show (laughs) now. I saw that on Yahoo, so mm-hmm. I really tried not to take it for all that it was. Mm-hmm. And as I looked into it, all the reports I saw were from a liberal media standpoint, mm-hmm. CNN mm-hmm. and all that. So I didn't know what to trust, but I'm wondering, has Newsmax crossed the line? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm only as good as my information sources, and I've really <laughs> held Newsmax in a, in a high regard, you know, lately yeah. through the election. And so I'm just wondering, have where do we stand with them? We as Christians and followers of Christ, can we still trust them? What what happened that day? Man, That's a great question. Thank you so much, Katie. Go ahead, Will the Great. No, I was just going to say, I, I looked into that a little bit too because it, you know, it came across my timeline or something. Like I heard something about it and I was like, what's what's going on? So, and like Katie, you know, you get all the liberal, you know, stories and they have a, a slant to them, but watch the video, you see that they invited him on to talk about uh, him his Twitter account being canceled and things like that. So when they asked him the question about why would, you know, your account canceled and stuff like that, he started talking about voter fraud and start mm-hmm. talking about the machines. And so, you know, like all these different entities like Dominion and Smartmatic, all these, they're, they're suing folks right now. Mm-hmm. They're suing Fox, you know, they're suing, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Lindell and different ones because Giuliani, I think I Giuliani. saw his name mentioned. Uh-huh. And so Newsmax, the, the, the host there was like, he, he read a statement mm-hmm. that Newsmax put out and was like, Hey, we don't have any evidence of this. So we, you know, basically didn't want Mike Lindell to talk about this. But what he was saying was, well, he asked me a question why I have been canceled and I'm trying to answer. This is why. And because I have this. And so, I wouldn't say wholesale that Newsmax is just gone. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really watch any news anymore. Like, man, it's sad. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really, you know, I don't know enough about all of their hosts to say, okay, you know, it shouldn't be watched. But I think mm-hmm. you just got to be careful with all of it, man. Yeah. No, no matter what it is, because, man, there's so many lies out there. There's so many, there's so many things going on. It's like. It's, it's really who can you trust? And, yeah. I, you know, and as far as the Mike Lindell situation, I think he just have, have, has been a victim of, you know, uh, like I I look at him and I'm like, I have sympathy for him because I feel like he is a brother in Christ. Like he, yeah. I, you know, from all uh, things that I see, he is. And so when I look at him and and he's trying to uh, put out things that he feels is, is true and, and has looked into, you know, I look at that as man. They just didn't. They, they didn't want. They didn't want to be sued. I think that's the whole. It, it was Newsmax. money. Yeah, Newsmax. Yeah, it was no, money. That's exactly you know? where I was going to go with it. I, I think that there is intimidation, strong, oh man, communist-like intimidation yes. afoot in this country. Yes, and I would say that based on what Mike Lindell is presenting now, he's presenting facts. I don't know if people have started to watch his documentary. He has one. If you go over to michaeljlindell.com. MichaelJLindell.com. You can watch his video. I think it's already been pulled down from YouTube, but it's on Rumble. So, <laughs> right, exactly. My, my, yeah. Which, again, um, 
if if there's no threat, if it's you know, if it's just fairy tales and fantasies, why are we pulling these things down? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like why? Him, and of course, it, across yeah. the board, it's snatching yeah. everything. You know, like why? Why? Yeah, you know. Well, I think because what you will see in Mike Lindell's uh, documentary is that there are many many facts that are being kept from the American people. I think when you're looking at a Newsmax, also keep in mind the kinds of stories that we covered maybe a couple weeks ago, where you have CNN actually revealing its hand that it's going to come after some of these other uh, conservative outlets as as um, entities that they don't like that. Yeah, that have incited people to violence. And so you've got a company like Newsmax and the like, whoever else they are. Yeah, One America Now, I think, or One America News or something like that. But they are they're all fighting for legitimacy. They're all fighting so that they can maintain their platforms. Look, nobody wants to be parlor. Man. Right? Nobody nobody wants to go down like right, that. Right, like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, you know, no one wants their last words to be telling my mom I love her. <laughs> right. Like that's and and I Man. think that all of these platforms are trying to do that to a certain extent that they can keep their viewers, keep their listening audience, but at the same time recognize that they are powerless against these elites. Mm. And that that should be the most alarming thing to every American under the sound of my voice that we are kidding ourselves. We keep saying they're turning the country into communist this. They're turning the country into this. It's already happened. Mm -hmm. If you live in a country where information is suppressed, there are just certain stories. One, you can't read two, you can't share. Then you already live in a communist type regime where it's like, no, we are the gatekeepers of information. It's not, and we keep padding our, you know, I don't know, our engagement with we're on our way. If we keep this up, well, you know, (laughs) we're already here. We're already here. No no sooner had Will sent me the link for the Mike Lindell documentary than I open up the documentary and it says, oops, there's a problem with this link. It has been removed. It's YouTube. And I'm going, I can't watch it. And he's like, well, I'm watching it right now. And I'm going, it's gone. I can't watch it. So I have to go back to Mike Lindell's website, reload the website, and then find it where on Rumble. (laughs) On Rumble. Mm -hmm. Which, if you need any indication of where Rumble stands, that's also where you're going to find Tucker Carlson's videos. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? Just so you know. Right. So we are here. And as far like to Hmm. our sister Katie's question, you know, what's going on with Newsmax? I think it is everything that Will said and what I added. I think there is fear and people are fighting for legitimacy. Again, if I could just summarize it, nobody wants to be parlor. Tell my mom I love her. Yeah. Taken down, shut down, um, dismissed as something that is peddling lies and conspiracy theories. And unfortunately, that is that's what happens I'll be careful, but you know when the backbone gets a little soft, mm. gets a. Little, I won't say no backbone, but I'll say fear softening. Yeah. Fear softening yeah. the backbone. Yeah. So, anyways, um, Katie, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate it. Let me just say something else about your two kids that you try to get to listen <laughs> to talk radio. Um, I have the same problem. All right, <laughs> like our kids are like, oh, are you going to listen to a podcast? Like when they get in the car, <laughs> are you going to listen? And then some of them. <clears throat> we'll just right off the bat. Can I choose the music? Like won't even <laughs> let me play anything when we get in the car. Can I choose the music? Right. So anyway, I understand. All right. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Michael in Alabama. Hi, Michael. What's up? What's up? How you doing today? Good. Hello. Good. Uh, this is actually the first time I've ever been on the show and I've been watching y'all for about a month and a half now, maybe two months. And um, I'm like 20 
about to turn 21 on February the 19th. Okay. I mean, not the 19th, February the 9th. And so I was sort of thinking about some of the stuff you were saying over the past like week and the past month, if that's all right. And um, like this nation was founded upon like two principles, the freedom of religion and the love of money. <laughs> and um, through like capitalism and like through uh, seeking for gold and uh, colonism, like colonizing America and stuff like that. And I was sort of wondering, like, what do y'all think as far as I'm I'm going to go back just a tad bit. Like I think I think Christians have been sort of spoiled in America because they've sort of been the majority for a while. I think the people who have been raised on the love of money are starting to overpopulate Christians. I think the Christians who claim to be Christian are kind of being complacent at times. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of wondering if, like, should Christians of today, like, try to pursue legislation as far as making other people live the Christian lifestyle? Do you mean forced conversion? In in regards to, like, like abortion and, like, homosexuality and stuff like that. Okay, no. So that's a that's a I, well interesting question. Yes, and I I, I I was trying to actually, Michael. I was trying to decipher uh, your setup here, and so my mm. mind is doing a whole lot here because I was I was listening to your setup, and I was thinking, okay, I think I know where he's going. But then you kind of like did like a little like like <laughs> juke. You kind of like you know, and then I just didn't know, and so I'm still not 100 percent sure. So do you have um, a question from Michael? What, what, well, yeah, just for clarity, um, what specifically would you like me to comment on? Like, what what aspect of your comments would you like to comment, have me comment on? Was it the last question? Um, are, you, are you saying that Christians are forcing people to be Christians? Is that what you're saying? No. Um, like, I'm, I'll, I'll explain a couple of things. Like, I'm, I'm pro-choice. Uh, I mean, not pro-choice. I'm not pro-choice. I'm pro-life. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> like, I believe that um, abortion is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like, when I talk to people about it, they'll be like, well, don't you, uh, like, are you trying to force other people to live according to the Christian standard? As far as Yeah, like, but, but the preservation of life and the respect for life and dignity for life is not a Christian standard. It's a human standard. So we can drop mm-hmm. the terms. Like, so if I were you, Michael, and I'm having this conversation with someone, I would say, okay, then forget about the political terms that upset you so badly. And I would say, if a two-year-old's parent said, you know, I just don't want them anymore, I'm, I'm going to kill them. Um, do we have an obligation to protect that child's rights? Does that mm-hmm. child have a right to live? I think most people that you talk to, if they're being honest intellectually, um, they will say, yes, that child has a right to live. We are still outraged at child abuse in this country. So to murder a child in utero is the most cowardice of child abuse. 
I mean, it is it is the type of child abuse that because we have normalized it, we hide behind it um, in political terms. Like we cloak it in politics. But really, this has nothing to do with whether a person is a Christian or not. Even an atheist will believe that it is wrong to take innocent life if you press them hard enough on it. All right, we got to grab the break. We'll come back and maybe pick up with a little bit more. Aaron the Addison, stay right there. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that's Shy Lynn with Our God is in the Heavens. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We will go back to the phone lines in just a second. I just wanted to kind of f- finish up some of my thoughts on um, Michael's thoughts, who called us um, in that last segment from Alabama. He's almost 21 on Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 21 on Tuesday. And uh, he, he was making the observation that um, it seems that a lot of Americans love money. Um, a lot of Christians have fallen into that. If I was gathering correctly, that seems to be what he was communicating. Um it seemed to me that he was pondering whether or not Christians are attempting to um, force conversion by making people adhere to their values and their standards. I, I don't think that that's true. I think what you see in the United States of America, when you talk about Christians fighting overwhelmingly, now of course there may be some people who are out on the fringe who are um, fighting to have, you know, a theocracy. <laughs> I, I, I don't know many, if any, of those at all. At least they won't admit it to me right. uh, because we understand that Christianity cannot be forced. Right. I mean, if the Crusades can teach us anything, the right. Bible, okay? If the Bible can teach right. us anything, you cannot force people to be Christian. Um, but what Christians are fighting for is that they will not have to live inauthentic lives in America, where historically that's that's a part of this experiment, that we don't have to live inauthentic lives. Now, I want to say something without giving too much away. You know, we've got our um, marriage family date night. And and so one of the things that we're going to explore as we kind of just, it's a get together it's for us to have a good time, but, you know, a little bit of weighty thought here. Um, I, I think that there is something very telling about, um, and, and of course, when you talk about all the revisions of the Declaration of Independence and the people involved in that, um, but largely credited to Thomas Jefferson, this life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? That we are all entitled to be able to pursue this. I think what has gotten Christians in trouble, and this is to Michael's point about us kind of being um, largely consumers um, and, you know, loving money, right? And the Bible teaches us very clearly that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Uh, The love of money, not money in and of itself, but the love of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the things that's gotten us into trouble is that we have taken some secular ideas from the Constitution, from the Declaration of Independence, and we have tried to make those things holy and offer them up to the Lord as a part of our Christian heritage. Hmm. We should have always done due diligence to separate those things that are not sacred from the things that are sacred. You're not going to find in Scripture, so, so this is a very humanist wording the pursuit of happiness. In fact, you have at the time these great thinkers who are borrowing from other philosophies at the time that the Declaration of Independence is written. So they're borrowing from all these other philosophies, these humanist philosophies that say the highest um, achievement of man is that he reaches happiness. It's not coming from scripture. 
It's not coming from scripture. It's coming from other thinkers of their day. Now, if that's at the foundation of our country and Christians also here, okay, at the foundation of our country are not able to separate these things and say life, liberty. Okay. Yeah. It's for freedom that the Lord has set us free. Yeah. He wants us to choose life. Okay. But this pursuit of happiness thing for the Christian, there should have been a changing there. There should have been a, a part or a point where as Christians, we said, maybe the pursuit of holiness is better for us. Mm. Maybe we don't grab happiness so much and it's not, it's not wrong. And if there are people who come in who, you know, they want to pursue happiness. I mean, that's fine. And, you know, but for the Christian, it should have always been that our pursuit is holiness not borrowing from these humanist philosophies, okay, which at the time sounded really good and, and wrote really well. Yeah. I mean, they went through some great edits and, 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 you know, we're left with what we're left with. But I think where Christians um, have to be charged with not holding the line, and even today, not just, you know, um, then, but even now, Christians have to be charged with the folly of living life for the pursuit of happiness. Nowhere mm. in scripture do you Come see on. God calling Christians, encouraging Christians, pursue happiness. Pursue right. that that is a very humanist, um, fleshly aim. And it has led to many of the ills that we are struggling <laughs> with today in this country. We don't want to be honest about that because we're like, don't touch the Constitution, don't touch the Declaration. And and rightfully so, look, I understand. Because mm-hmm. I understand there are people who have some really sinister motives who want to touch these documents. Mm-hmm. But what I think should have always been true of the Christian conviction in America, there is a distinction. Come on. There is a distinction. What should have always been true of the Christian conviction is that we say we hold the word of God up first and everything that cannot filter through the word of God must be shaved off in the life of the Christian. And so guess what? That would have guarded us from the pursuit of many things that are abhorrent to God. You see, the pursuit of holiness will um, the pursuit of holiness will keep a mother from murdering her baby in utero. Mm. But the pursuit of happiness will not. Come on. Guys, just think about it. (laughs) The the outflow of so much that we battle in this country now is because of the seeds planted that really were on soil of like the pursuit of happiness. Happy. I want to be happy. The soaring divorce rate in our country, the pursuit of holiness, maybe it wouldn't look this way. The pursuit of happiness, uh, he just doesn't make mm. me happy. Uh, she does. She just doesn't, you know, she, I'm yeah. not happy with her. She's not doing it for me, so I'm out. So, so what I would say to Michael's point here is, one, we are not attempting to Christianize America. We want to live authentically Christian lives in America. There's a big difference there. But number two, I think you're on to something in that Christians had and still have a responsibility to live distinct lives in America. We don't pursue happiness. We don't. We pursue holiness, without which the Bible says no man shall see the Lord. Not happiness. We follow peace with all men and holiness, pursue holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. It's not happiness. It's not happiness. And I understand that that can be a little bit jolting for people, but this is one of those things, Will the Great, where it goes back to you saying that the church and America have grown up alongside each other and become interwoven to where they are indistinguishable. And Christians, it is our responsibility to make that distinction glaring again. Make that distinction glaring again. It does not mean that we do not engage faithfully. We have to be responsible. The Lord has blessed us with a type of government that has not been seen or enjoyed before. And so the way to keep that government 
was not to just melt into it, but it was to maintain Christian distinction in this form of government. And man, it, it would appear that at some critical times in our nation's history, Christians failed to do that. The pursuit of holiness versus happiness would have, would have seen slavery crumble on its own without a civil war. The pursuit of holiness versus happiness would have seen slavery crumble without a civil war. And you just go back throughout our history here in this country, Christians throughout our history here in this country, and you can see some points where we got it wrong. And if I had to put my finger on it, I would say that largely, not solely, but largely it's been that one little humanist desire, the pursuit of happiness, happiness, the highest state that man can arrive at to be happy. No, that actually doesn't take God into view. Right. Right. So it's it's to be holy. Um, anyways, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to William in Oklahoma. Hi, William. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say I just stand in awe at the way that you just realize that all the answers in, uh, in the Bible, the way you go verse by verse. I mean, I've never, that is a gift uh, from God. Um and the way that you explain it, you know. But my question is, the other day, um, you said that uh, Trump would be the president of the United States today if he had a state on point. Mm-hmm. That the only reason that he lost was that he uh, stayed out point. And I was just wondering, um, how did you uh, arrive at, at that uh conclusion that that uh it seemed that you were saying that he was responsible for him losing the election oh that's a great question i appreciate that and thank Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to bring some clarity to the point that i was making here's what i was attempting to communicate president trump had a great message president trump had a great message what he wanted to do for this country um and to maintain our distinction in the world was a great aim to put america first when america who has, you know, in the weak position of leadership in, in, in years past, was still taking care of other countries all around this world while, um, while its own citizens, her own citizens were suffering, not having jobs and things like that. And, you know, I believe that the president's message on building the economy, putting Americans first, what he sought to do for the black community to increase industry, all of these things to make us oil independent, to to allow for this country to be what God actually has blessed this country to be was a superior message. Mm -hmm. It was a superior message. However, I believe the president at many, many times going off script and allowing his flesh to be kind of um, tagged, you're it. (laughs) And then instead of him, you know what I'm saying? Instead Mm -hmm. of him in the conversation, swatting at that like a mosquito and just boom and getting right back on message, right back on message, right back on message. He would grab the mosquito and choke it out (laughs) for a few minutes on camera. Okay. And, and then you're like, I think it's dead, Mr. President. And, and then he's like, Oh, and what was I saying? Okay. Yeah. And then so China, Right. And so what I'm what I'm suggesting strongly is that the people who began to waver and kind of doubt or question whether or not they could in good conscience say to their friends and their loved ones that they voted for the president, that grew 
or became a thing. It, it, it was a thing in the first the first election, but that grew because of some of the things the president would say. It made it increasingly difficult even for Christians to be able to say, I stand with the president, because what you then have to have to do is take this mouthful of disclaimer. Right. You have to say, I stand with the president. Now, of course, I don't support the vulgarities. I don't support, you know, calling on the government to tell private business owners what to do. I don't support that. And and even though it's coming from the candidate that I chose that I voted for, I don't support that because that's dangerous for our country. So I think that if the president had stayed on message, I would say it would have been very difficult. It would have been it. Man, and now, Brother <laughs> William, you're kind of, you know, <laughs> it would have been very difficult to pull off the sham. Because I do believe there was a sham pulled off. Okay. And, and that's my own personal opinion. All right. Um, but I, th- I think that you would have more people who felt comfortable to be more vocal mm-hmm. for the president, which would have made the pulling of the wool more difficult. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? People began to grow silent. And, and this, man, this was like one, two, three, four, five punch. All right. It wasn't a one, two punch. It was one, two, three, four, five punch. Cause you have the media who's also involved in this, right? You have schools that are teaching kids that their parents are racist and don't like, you know, these people from this group because they voted for the president. So you have all of these different punches going. And I think the president would have done himself a major solid to just stay on message, stay on message, a mosquito swat it, stay on message, stay on message and don't turn and choke it out on camera. That's that's what I'm saying. That's that would have been my advice from a public relations background. Hey, (laughs) just ignore that. Just stay on point. Ignore it. Stay on point. Ignore it. Why do we like why did we like the president's press secretary so much? Because they didn't choke out mosquitoes on camera. (laughs) Sarah Huckabee Sanders, McEnany. Why? Why? Why do we appreciate them? Because they would swat and they so they would let you know, I recognize what you're doing. But you're not going to get any of that. I'm going back to the message. I'm going back to the message. They're flipping through the binder because why? They're going back to the message. They're going back to the message. And that's why we're like, man, they slayed it. They slayed it. Why? Because they will go back to the message, back to the message. And that's what I'm saying the president should have done. Of course, hindsight is 2020. And I think even people in real time who would tell the president, hey, stick to the message. You, you would see at different times the president would come out and say something totally different from the person who's in that position that he actually charged to speak. <laughs> yeah it's a nightmare from a public relations standpoint but I, I man yeah anyways there's probably more information that will come out can we squeeze in one more call brother william you really dragged me in all right here we all go. right let's go to pastor carl pastor carl in ohio hey. hey 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 how you doing good oh, good man, it's great to hear from you Christ bless. Hey, man I, I almost forgot that i was on hold i was enjoying the show so much <laughs> sorry <laughs> Oh, no, no. You, that means you're doing God's work. You're doing a good job. But nevertheless, so good to hear your voices and talk to you. Uh, long time no see, but we, mm-hmm. we won't hold a lot of time talking about that. Uh, my, my point was that I think that we've allowed uh, the church to uh, confuse the world's privilege with Christ's privilege. Mm. Uh, privilege comes with benefits. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I almost want to mm-hmm. say amen in the past. A- amen. <laughs> a, special, a special right advantage or immunity granted or available only to a particular group of persons. So what we've done, mm-hmm. I think, uh, we've allowed uh, the world's privileges, and I think Mickey has quoted me uh, previously, that, you know, the wages of sin, every promise of the world ends in death. That's course, right. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. uh, uh, the LGBTQ uh, lifestyle. If you continue in it, there's a very good chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Uh, we, we can't confuse Christ privilege with world privilege, which the world promises everything, just like any good politician does. Money, fame, so forth, attention, what social media is based on, where Christ privilege actually gives us the responsibility of our soul salvation, along with the benefits of being attached to Christ himself. So I, I think we've allowed that to happen. And the reason why so many uh, so-called self-professed Christians mm-hmm. actually voted for somebody that goes against everything that that goes against our faith. Yeah, that's true. Man, that's Pastor true. Carl, that is a great you, way Pastor for us Carl. to land the show. Thank you so much. We're out of time. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.